Welcome back to Tenant Talk Tuesdays. I'm your host, Natalie Walters. And today, we will be talking about maintenance and harassment issues. We're going to go into detail about what we report as maintenance and harassment issues. I'd like to first start with saying anything that is discussed, anything that I discuss, or any other person that I bring on this show, we are giving our point of view Um, There will be times where I'm going to try my best to get in touch with professionals within each industry or designated um, sector to get some feedback and have them on the show to give their professional assistance. But in the meantime, this is based on research, knowledge, and experience. So knowledge because, I mean... Once you research, you start to know things, you start to see things. I have also contacted um, agencies and spoken to people and asked questions already um, in addition to reading. Uh, I would like to say that I am not a lawyer. I am not a paralegal. As I mentioned, I'm just offering free information. I'm helping people that are unsure of their rights. And a lot of people feel timid of going ahead and fighting for their right as a tenant. It's unfair. Now, with that said, as a tenant, you have to be responsible and adhere to your portion of your lease agreement. And I did go over the lease agreement in the first episode. So if you want to go and go ahead to www.resetwithnat.com, there are some images of the lease agreement. There's some information. There's also the link to the podcast as well. If you want to go listen to that and, um, you know, get caught up on the lease agreement, your responsibilities, your landlord's responsibilities, there's a summary on there. But in the meantime, I'm going to head into today's talk, which is about maintenance, because ultimately this is where everything starts up with us as tenants that feel, you know, a little bit insecure about our position. Oh, I can't say anything because... No, they may kick me out if I try to get them to repair it. What do you mean kick you out? Kick you out for what? The landlord is responsible and they need to ensure that your rental unit is habitable. Now, habitable doesn't mean that you just have the walls that you get to, you know, you have your door, you you have your key, you get to go inside and you get to sleep. No, everything should be functioning. So your electricity, your gas furnace, all of those things should be up and running. There are certain times of the year where the bylaws state the heat needs to be on and then there are times where it needs to be off. And every municipality has their own set of set of bylaws. So if you are unsure, call your local municipality. It's a 311 number. You call them and you ask or you can research that information on your own. So as I said, it's not one city, one one law or one rule. Every every municipality has their own set of bylaws, so research your own. Now, um, maintenance in regards to the surrounding property, right? So, you know, the garbage bins, if they keep them in a certain place, are there enough bins for the amount of tenants that are on site? Are they always overflowing? Is the area kept neat? Are there rats? Are there, you know what I mean? Is it is it dirty? Is it in a dark place where is it lit well where you have to go ahead and put your stuff in and you feel awkward going in that area so you don't even want to be there? You know what I mean? That's not right. 
Everything should be maintained and kept proper. So that way tenants can go ahead and do what they have to do to keep the property clean. And that way there's just a nice living experience for all. Um, there will be times, I mean, obviously the landlord is not, or that it's not always the landlord, sorry. The landlord can also enlist an agent to take care of their property, which they usually call a superintendent, or they have, have a property management company that looks after things. So these are the people who you would be escalating your concerns to if you're seeing the property not look up to standard or, you know, there's some type of infestation um, that you'd like them to be aware of. If there are not enough garbage bins, you need them ordered. You have to go to them because they are the ones that have to put in the order. Um, parking spaces. If there are parking spaces, if there, are, um, you know, there's a lot of snow when it's winter and they're not clearing that space, it is their responsibility. Unless you have something documented in a lease, and, and it's very rare that you have to take care of the snow removal, um, you know, unless you're renting the whole house or whatever the case is, you would know if you are responsible for that because you would sign that a part of the agreement in the lease and you know you have to take care of it. But usually if it's a building or a multi-residential property, it is the property management or whomever is in charge to take care of that. That is not your responsibility. You should be able to walk out of your building, not be walking into, you know, mounds of snow Um you know, when snow falls, they should be clearing it. I think it's within every 24 hours or so. As I said, a lot of this is in the bylaws. So check your local municipality and make sure you know how long they have to at least clear it. And then they should be salting it. So it shouldn't be icy. Now things happen overnight and sometimes they don't get out there really early in the morning. It doesn't mean, oh my gosh, you're not handling it. You have to be reasonable. Okay. So it snowed an hour. Doot, doot, doot two hours, three hours, it's a heavy accumulation of snow and you don't see no action, okay, you give them time. If it goes into the next day, that's when you start to question what's going on. And if you've been living at this property for a long time and you're seeing that this is the behavior and the pattern that occurs, now you know it's not acceptable, right? It's not acceptable. But if you are new uh, to renting and you're new to the country and you're not sure how this all works, well, I'm letting you know, you need to report it within 24 hours. You know, if you see that they're not taking care of shoveling the snow and clearing the pathway, you shouldn't get out there with a shovel and take care of that. No way. Now, um, when it comes to leaking in the in your home, if you see any leaks, water leaks in the bathtub, in the kitchen, uh, water leaks lead to a lot of other, you know, issues where people will have health concerns, mold, right? Um, Not only that, it deteriorates the materials of whatever um, furniture you may have around, the flooring, the walls, all of that, especially if the space is not, um, if it's humid, if there's not a lot of air, or you know what I mean, for bacteria or however the whole that's a that's a scientific part that goes into it but if the the point is if it's leaking and you see that you know it starts off small report it right away your first report is basically making them aware they get that report and then they have to 
organize and prioritize it accordingly to all the other standards of um, reports that they're getting throughout their premises, right? Or their property. And you should also document it. Make sure that you take photos, any video, and archive it. Always archive. I always say communication, I don't call anymore. Don't call the landlord and tell them your problem. Write an email or if they have maintenance reports, fill out the maintenance report and hand them in. Um, There are emergency issues and non-emergency issues. And when it comes to leaking water, especially if it's coming out of the walls or behind the sink um, or underneath the sink, like those things are priority because at the end of the day, uh, you know, that, like I said, that leads into not only just, oh my, the furniture or my, my items are going to get damaged. It's also health, health and safety. It can turn into that type of an issue, right? If it's neglected. So always report it um, right away and then just wait for an email, maybe 72, 24 hours to see when they will get back to you about them coming out to investigate and then a plan of action on when they take they should be taking to resolve the issue. Now, if you're seeing it's a heavy leak, all of a sudden, you know, one day you turn on your tap and psh, a whole uh, like there's a, a immense water pressure coming out of your your sources or a pipe has burst in the wall. Those are emergency issues where you have to get through to someone. And if they don't answer, um, you have to call your local municipality because somebody has to come and get this thing fixed. It's not for you to go and order get a plumber to come and uh, repair the area or stop the leakage. That's not yours. You have to get either the landlord. They must have an emergency contact for after hours. If you have to email, text, uh, phone call, then you do all three because that is priority. But as I said, if it's a drip, you know, maybe you can put a cup there, send an email and, you know, hold that water in the meantime and and, and kind of deal with it that way. Um, but if it's in the ceiling and even if it's a drip, I would be concerned because when it comes to water and electricity, you, you don't need that drama. Whether you are by yourself or with a family, um, your safety is priority and those things are you need to be very careful. So obviously your first measure would be not to use whatever electrical source is near the area that's dripping. So you would make sure that you turn off your lights and do what you can. But that I would report right away and say, hey, you know, just contact them. Look at that as an emergency. Um, Fire, you know, if there's a fire, you're not going to go call your landlord first. You contact 911 because fire needs to be contacted um, and 911 needs to be dispatched through. So that's a process of an emergency request where you're escalating it outside of going to your landlord, right? Someone needs to come to put out the fire. On the other hand, um, you know, we have to have a balance of knowing when something is an emergency and a non-emergency. You have to make a judgment call to prioritize an emergency versus a non-emergency. And an emergency is something that is at risk of your immediate health or safety. That's what I'm going to leave with that. So if you feel that whatever the situation is, it's at risk of your immediate health or safety, then 911 is your first call. Your landlord is not going to be able to save you from that, right? But if you feel, okay, you know what? 
this is this is this is a little bit uh tedious and 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 you know they need to fix this um this doorknob is it's, it's hanging and I've been asking them to fix it. Well, you know what? That is not a priority to them because because remember, there's the other units that they have. There's probably other buildings that they have that they're prioritizing certain things. So certain things you kind of got to live with in the meantime and give them maybe a few months to handle those smaller issues. But when it comes to leaking water, electrical sources, heat, um, your refrigerator, if your refrigerator is making your cold, your food cold, hot, um, it, the temperature just ranges up and down, up and down, and, and if you're having those type of complications, then that is also something to consider a priority. Your shower, if your shower, the water pressure is extremely low and you are unable to have a ba- bathe your skin properly and feel that you are cleaning yourself accordingly because, you know, the water pressure is very low and, and it's taking extra time now because you're not getting enough water out of the supply, then those things should be considered a priority. And if they are neglecting it within 72 hours to even come and investigate, then it's up to you. But I would suggest contacting your local municipality, which is a customer service at Caroline, and they will take a report and have a bylaw officer dispatched to investigate the issue. Um, there's also with water issues, there will be times where your water supply may be either too hot or too cold and that is a very interesting situation Um, when that happens I always say make sure you record it get a videotape you have your phone and video record it and then when you write up your email to let the landlord know about it or the superintendent or whoever's in charge send that video so they can see what is happening um, and that can give them, you know, a summary of where how, where and how they can arrange to prioritize that in their schedule. Um, I was also talking about the surrounding property and I, I did mention snow, but I forgot to mention when it rains, uh, there are times where, you know, you go to certain people's house or you're walking through a building, you're even on the sidewalk and there is pooling water like there's just a lot of water in one spot now if your parking space is in a place where you notice there's a very big dip so every time it rains there's a pool a a pool of water and every time it snows that area is iced off and then sorry it accumulates with snow and then when it melts it's turns into ice and then after that it, it it goes into water a big pool of water um you got to go into your car in and out of your car and it's inconveniencing you those are issues that you need to report if they do not address that that is their responsibility it's part of their building you need to have that um considered looked at and if they are ignored you report it as well to your local municipality because they are the bylaw officers who come out to investigate and inspect. Um, The laundry room, common areas, you know, when you go to the laundry room, the laundry room should be maintained. Uh, Depending on how many people are in the building, there will be times you're going to see where, oh my gosh, like people are so nice and neat and they take care, they make sure they take the lint out of the trap. That's not an issue that I, I think is something to be nagging about. If you are going to use the machine, there's lint inside the trap, 
move it. Move it so you can start to use the, the washing machine and the dryer and, and get on with your life, right? Make those things easy for yourself. I mean, uh, it would be nice if other tenants were able to share the space and be clean and neat as well, but sometimes they are not. But I'm talking about the maintenance of the room where they sweep, they mop, um, make sure that the garbage is emptied, make sure that the play, the space looks and, and it's presentable for you to do your laundry because laundry is a clean thing. You're cleaning your clothes, so why should it be a dirty space? You know what I mean? If they're not doing uh, their job to maintain that space, there's an issue. And whether the issue is you don't have property management on site, because a lot of the times I notice with a lot of buildings, they have um, property managers who do not live on site. So when you are sending your complaint off to them, they probably don't even live in the same city as you, You're right? Um, so it's not maintained on a regular basis. They probably come in once every two weeks to take care of things. If they come in, they take care of it for two weeks and it's nice and clean, then great. If they're coming in and, and, you know, they have one in two situations where it's like, oh, they didn't have the garbage. The garbage is extra full this week. But, you know, it's a two week schedule that they come on as long as they're maintaining the property and doing what they usually do. That's great. But if they don't live on site, they don't come check. Everything always piles up. It's always a mess. It's disgusting. Uh, write up a letter, take photos, archive it, and then wait for a response. The response should be. We'll be taking care of it soon. Thank you for the information, right? And sending off that message, it's only your first communication to let them know. I see, I would like, thank you for, bam, right? Um, but when you see, okay, I wrote you on January 1st and... You wrote back to me on January 8th. It's now February 14th and it's getting worse. No, 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 no. That's 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 no good. And I'm thinking that's even pushing it because honestly, they should be responding within 72 hours. I believe this is my day. This is my thing. 72 hours is just an average for you to at least say for a non-emergency issue. I got your email. I'll let you know within a few weeks. They should even let you know when they will be getting back to you. I'll get back to you within blah, blah, blah. And that getting back to you does not mean I'm getting back to you and I'm going to resolve your issue. It could mean I'm getting back to you because now I have to take action and prioritize and schedule and let you know, right? So from there, you give them time to at least respond. But as I said, if there's no response and uh, you have to go back to them with a second request, it is up to you if you'd like to proceed with following up with them or if you feel like, you know what, I'm just going to contact my local municipality and put in a complaint and let them come out and investigate the situation and have this taken care of. Now, there has to be an there needs to be an understanding on what the local municipality does. They have bylaw officers and they enforce the bylaw, right? Landlords have about three places that they need to um, basically adhere to, three different agencies, which is the city bylaw, which is um, approved by city council, right? So it's mandated by city council. So there are fines for not 
making sure that your property is not taken care of. So the city won't just find them all of a sudden. They'll come out, they'll say, okay, you know, we got this call, The you know, your tenant, they, or they may mention you, especially if the problem is within your unit. But if it's on the, on the outside of the building, they do not have to mention you. So when you call the city, please do not feel like, oh, I can't tell you my name because you're going to tell my landlord. It's just outside and I just want them to shovel the snow. No, don't tell them my name, please. But we do need it shoveled. No, no, no. We need The report needs a name, right, and a phone number. But your privacy will be kept or should be kept as long as it is not pertaining to your unit it only makes sense if it's inside of your apartment that they have to go to fix the issue you're gonna have to give them all of your information and your landlord's gonna know that you're reporting it but if you're outside you know and you have an issue you can just call and say okay my name is such such and such the outside of the building hasn't been shoveled or the garbage on the side of the building is da 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 and you explain it, they take the report and the bylaw officers take the report and contact the landlord on your behalf to have it taken care of. As I mentioned, if it's uh, even if it's in, inside of the building and in the common area, like the laundry room, you don't have to mention your unit number because it has nothing to do with what's going on in your unit. If it's dirt in the hallway, if it's garbage in the hallway, you know, something's not working, the lock on the doors of, of for the building aren't secured, you know, those things need to be addressed. There's broken glass or whatever the case is, and it's all in a common area. You do not need to worry about your information being shared if it is not pertaining to your unit. But you can feel rest, you can rest assured to know that it still needs to be taken care of and can be taken care of by you calling the municipal bylaw officers and just having them deal with it that way. Um, now, when it comes to sending messaging to sending messages um, to them, it's not about, you know, being aggressive or upset even if it is your second communication, you have to remember that these communications, whether it be something that's written on paper when you go down to the office, some buildings have offices where they report their issue. If you have to go down to the office and report it, um, you know, make sure that you are trying your best to explain the situation uh, in a very clear manner try to use, you know, proper punctuation, spelling, grammar. So that way there's no uh, misunderstanding there. And that's why I always like to do it with email as well, because I like to send a video, you know, me writing it on paper, I could say anything and they can act like they don't understand it. But if I show you, I take a picture or I have a video and I sent it, you understand, you, you read it and you see it, right? So but if your property management prefers coming down and filling out a work order, then that's what you will have to do. Um, so just make sure that you understand that it is the entire premises that belongs to the building owner. Um, as long as they are managing it, if they're the ones on site taking care of it, they are the landlord and they're on site taking care of it, then it's their responsibility if that's who they want you to report to. Um Unless they say, well, I live here, but, you know, the person that is going to be handling the maintenance um, is such and such. Well, then you're going to go to such and such about the maintenance. Um, let's talk about harassment. So I'm not looking at harassment on one side. I'm talking about harassment on both because 
the landlord can say that you are harassing them as well. Now, harassment is unwanted communication, right? Um, unwanted communication doesn't mean, oh, I don't want you to send me emails about your, 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 your maintenance reports. Stop harassing me. No, the, it could be how you are writing, the words that you are using, the attitude um, that you approach them with. Uh, if it's constant, what time of the day, how often are you reporting it? That's why it's important to understand emergency and non-emergency. Is it something that I can live with for now or is it a priority? And if it gets to the point where you feel that you have to contact them multiple times and they're still not doing anything, then do not get yourself worked up and frustrated to the point where you now become the person where the landlord is going to say, listen, this person harasses me. They write like this to me about their issue. I have other tenants that I was dealing with that was a major priority and that's why I didn't get around to them. And this is, these are the threats that I got. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Save yourself. Whether or not they're, they are responding to you on time or they are delaying their process um, in actually getting the work done, as I mentioned, if they are not responding within a certain time frame, you'll have to determine what the priority is to you. If you feel like they're being negligent, contact your local municipality because they cannot ignore them. Now, I'm not saying go and harass the land, the 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 um the bylaw officers. My landlord's not coming to fix um this doorknob and 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 thing. No. Look at it as emergent, not even emergency, sorry, issues that are actually, if you, if you have a doorknob issue, you better have about two more. Have about two more issues that can make, make it seem like, okay, these people are being negligent. You know, the doorknob is a little tedious, but at the same time, they do need to fix it. I'm not, I'm not down. I'm not um, looking at that as a non-issue. It is an issue. If it is not working, they should fix it. Um, but at the same time, I'm just saying in the sense of it going into the report of you looking like this crazy person who doesn't understand anything and you're you're just coming to them with this doorknob issue um, that is minimal in comparison to all the other things that could be a priority and need to be addressed um, right away. So... Um, criminal harassment, criminal harassment, I'm talking about in the sense where, you know, you get into this conversation and it escalates to the point where they're swearing, you're in each other, other's faces, who initiated that type of behavior? If it was the landlord or their representative, then you could look at that as, you know what, are you trying to intimidate me and make me feel like I'm wrong because I'm coming to you about something and now you're going to get in my face? No, that is something that you don't put up with. Um, they also can't make you feel like because you are reporting things to them, they're going to tell you, well, you're lucky you live here. Your rent could go up. Da, 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 da. If you get all of that st- type of um, behavior, that are, those are issues where they're making you feel intimidated and that you can be kicked out or you may have to move. That's in a violation to your lease agreement and the Residential Tenancies Act. So therefore that can be reported to the landlord and tenant board along with any other maintenance issue that may be um that you may have so making sure that you understand what type of harassment what is harassment it's unwanted communication it's badgering someone like oh oh 
Ugh, always are on them. Who wants that? Nobody wants that, right? So you have a way to resolve it. If you don't want to deal with them anymore, you know what? I reported it to you. I know who to, I know who to go to is what you do. You just let, send them a letter. This is my final letter to you. Boom. You send that off. And then after you call your local municipality and you say, can you take care of this? And then after that, you contact your land and lord and tenant board and you find out what are your rights and responsibilities. Is this something that I should be addressing? Just just ask. I may say to you, you don't have to. But at the same time, guess what? You want to ask. Never just never listen to one person's opinion. Always speak to the sources. People are out there to give information and share an information because they've done research, they've experienced things, they have a knowledge, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it doesn't mean that you have to listen to them. If you have access to whomever is in charge of that particular area where you need help, then you make sure that you ask the questions that you need to know. Now, when it comes to, um, you know, a risk of safety, always remember and i know especially within the black community we we you don't snitch snitches get stitches and all these fancy things well guess what listen my landlord's not going to get me kicked out of my my living space you understand i'm not going to be fighting with my landlord and in each other's face and tussling and 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 roughing each other up i'll call the police on them because guess what if you're harassing me You are in violation of doing what you're supposed to do. And the only reason why me and you are having a conversation is because you didn't fix what you're supposed to do. So that's another thing you didn't do. So what I'll do is I'll tell on you once and I'll tell on you twice. And I will still live there because at the end of the day, I have a right and we agreed to it when I came to the property, right? I'm a good tenant. I keep the place clean. You're a good tenant. I hope that you guys are good tenants because that's what this is all about. I'm not looking to help people out who are out there just breaking up the people's house and making it dirty and making up a whole bunch of noise in the building and causing chaos and confusion. That's not what this is about. This is about people who just want to live in peace, pay their rent, relax in their home and have everything fixed and and, and nice, you know? So if you're one of those people, great. Now, I'm going to give you some information about um, the resources that you have to access for more information. I'm not sure about all municipalities, but I do know that in Toronto, they do have the community legal services. Um, they are, there are different, um, I guess each city has their own um, office. So you can contact the community, community legal services and they will be able to assist with answering questions um, for, and it's usually for low income, lower income individuals, uh, but you can get general information from them. Um, now it says they have free legal advice, workshops and seminars, which is good. And then if you feel that um, your situation is just beyond the landlord and tenant board, uh, then actually there is nothing beyond the landlord and tenant board. Forgive me. If you feel that your issue is beyond the bylaw officer and you feel that you want to move, you want to break your lease and you want to move out or you want compensation for the damages that you, has been in your apartment, um, you want 
some money back, an abatement of rent is what they call it, then you would contact the landlord and tenant board. Their information is accessible online. Um, you Google them and then you get access to the maintenance form or the harassment form, whichever issue you have, and you would have them just go over that with you. What is it? How does it work? Um, how do you process it? It is an extensive process, but it does not need to mean you need to run from it. Um, you have to stand up for your rights and people will get away with things if they are not reported. And if you or I continue to act like we are, oh, I don't have time for that. I don't want it. It just gets worse, right? It just gets worse. And we are all playing, paying a high amount of rent. And none of this that we are paying for belongs to us. This is belongs to them. This is their investment. This is their legacy. So why should they get away with treating people less than um, you know, the, what's required. There's a requirement. So just meet that. Uh, now just to let you know, if you are in a hospital or a long-term care facility and you feel that there are some type of maintenance or con complaint with, uh, the building itself, unfortunately the landlord and tenant board does not deal with that. You would actually have to speak to the ministry of health and long-term care, care, um, shelters, they're funded by the City of Toronto or your local municipality. And if you have to escalate it, then it's through Employment and Social De Development Canada. Um, Toronto Community Housing, they're funded by the Government of Ontario. And the City of Toronto is also an affiliated um, government agency that works with them. If you are in co-op housing, they have their own process because co-ops are looked at as you're not a tenant, you're a board member. So that's 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 that was interesting to for me to find out. Even though you are renting, you're a board me board member. So you would contact the agency for cooperative housing, and their information can be accessed online as well. Now, this is just some basic information on the maintenance and harassment issues. As I mentioned, the first episode, we went into the lease agreement, the Residential Tenancies Act, and a few other things. So if you want to check that out, feel free to go ahead. Um, thank you for listening today to Tenant Talk Tuesday, episode two. What I will be doing is going into the next post will be about the emailing or the complaint process, how words to use to describe your issue, um, you know, actually filing the report with the landlord and just some things to consider when you're doing that. Um, stay tuned. Uh, thank you for being here once again. And Tenant Talk Tuesdays, I'm out. Take care and have a blessed week. Bye-bye.